Hi, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and welcome back to Healing Quest, your healthy lifestyle show. Our focus is energy medicine, integrative health, and the latest in the natural options that are available to all of us to achieve that optimum well-being that we're looking for. Now, recently, we've heard a lot here on Healing Quest about the importance of probiotics in keeping our gut healthy because of how important it is to all of the systems and organs in our body. Now, scientists are turning their attention to how important probiotics can be to the health of the 78 million dogs and 86 million cats in the U.S. In fact, two out of three U.S. households include a dog or a cat. And it looks like a pet probiotic may soon be in our future. So today we decided we wanted to speak with microbiologist Kieran Krishnan by phone from his home in Chicago to find out what's the scoop with uh, probiotics for uh, cats and dogs. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Judy. Hi, Roy. Great to be with you guys. Thanks for joining us. I I hear a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Right on cue, my goodness. Very excited about this conversation, my dog. (laughs) They're finally talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) What's your dog's name? (laughs) Uh, That one that's making noise is Pepper. Pepper, okay. Yeah. Is she aware of the research that you've done? I mean, does she know that you've conducted a study on leaky gut in dogs? <laughs> I know, guess she I'm does. To explain it to her. Yeah. <laughs> According to her, yes. <laughs> I've, I've tried to explain it to her, and she, you know, she seems to it falls on deaf ears. Um, yeah, I've gotten a couple of licks and kisses from it, so she must be happy about it. <laughs> Can dogs actually have a leaky gut, like humans? You know, that was our hypothesis, right? So that dogs have. Um, over the last several hundred years or thousand years have um, adapted to exist in our environment. So we've taken the gray wolf canine and we've uh, subjected them to our environment, the types of food that we eat. Of course, our canine uh, friends don't eat the kind of food that their canine ancestors and, and close cousins in the wild would eat. They eat our type of food, processed food with preservatives in it and all of that. And they, of course, live in an antimicrobial world similar to what we do. So our hypothesis, because when you look at dog um, conditions and diseases, they are suffering from things like atopic dermatitis, allergies. They're suffering from diabetes and cancers, things that you just don't see in the wild very often. Mm -hmm. And, And because we are creating these conditions in them, our simple hypothesis was, are dogs also experiencing the same kind of prevalent leaky gut that humans do because of us and our environment that we put them in? And sure enough, we proved that they are. Um, and, the, and the type of leaky gut they have is very similar type of leaky gut we have. The consequences of it are about the same in terms of the uh, chronic inflammation that it creates. And then the type of chronic inflammation it creates is also correlated with all the kinds of conditions that they suffer from. So, in short, yes, Yes. we've uh, we've messed them up as much as we've messed ourselves up. (laughs) Oh, that's that's true. So, and now how relevant are those uh, results for cats? You know, we have not done it in cats just yet. Um, I would hypothesize, uh, using my best and most intelligent guesses, that it's probably the same effect, but we have not done it in cats yet. So, I I think you have a probiotic coming out, right, for, for animals. Is it for dogs and cats, or is it just for dogs? So it's perfectly fine for dogs and cats because the strains that are within the product 
are commensal and, and found normally in both dogs and cats. Okay. Um, so there's no issue in using it with cats, but our study in particular was the dogs. Um, and what we were able to show is, of course, A, dogs did have leaky gut, and that is consequential to their health. And then B, we tested the product, of course, in healthy dogs first um, mm-hmm. to ensure that there were no adverse events and things that were occurring that were surprising to us. Uh, and then the healthy dogs tolerated well and loved, loved the product. It, it actually improves their digestive capability. And then we did this, this study in dogs with dysbiosis, the so dogs that had GI issues, and, uh, and they had significant leaky gut. And we saw a very significant reduction in that leaky gut in just a 30-day period of supplementing uh, the dogs. Wow. Great. If you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest, and we're speaking with microbiologist Kieran Christian about the pioneering research being done on probiotics and animal health. Now, I've also heard about a chicken study involving the spore-based Just Thrive probiotics. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. The study we did on chickens was fascinating because we infected somewhere around 2,700 chickens with salmonella. And it's the kind of salmonella that makes chickens sick and then and gets transferred to humans from contamination, right? Uh, salmonella is one of the most common foodborne illnesses that we get from poorly handled or uncooked chicken. And so typically they, they're treating these chickens with antibiotics and, um, and to prevent the salmonella growth. And then, of course, as we know, those use of that antibiotic in the food agriculture area has all kinds of consequences. So we infected the chickens and we treated half of them with antibiotics and we treated the other half with the spores that are in Just Thrive to compare and see how they did. What we found was that the chickens that got the spores had complete control of the salmonella infection just as well as under the conditions of the antibiotic. Hmm. So, with, And, of course, without the use of antibiotic, without the side effects of antibiotics. Uh, and we also saw improvements in other immune markers within the chickens itself. So the thinking is we can make healthier animals. Uh, we can use these same powerful, universally colonizing probiotics to improve the health of the animals we end up eating. Right, because that improves our health, it ultimately. It improves our health. <laughs> and you can, a chain and, of events. And yes. I was just going to say, and you can do it without chemical synthetics. Exactly. You know, we alleviate the use of antibiotics and other vaccines and synthetics in the marketplace, in the food source, uh, which ultimately leaks into our water supply and our soil and all that, right? So that has all kinds of impacts on our vegetation and, and supply of drinking water and so on. If we can feed these animals the right probiotic, one that has these kind of universal effects, uh, we can create a chain reaction of improved health. Because, you know, here's the important thing. Lots of your listeners from all of the wonderful information they've learned from your show, they're doing all of these things taking products, making lifestyle changes that improve their health, but then they're going to go out and buy, you know, uh, food-based uh, products from the grocery store and so on and eat them. And if those products aren't as healthy as they are, it's going to have a negative effect on them. Hmm. Well, that's true. We are what we eat, right? And here's a far-out question. Is it true that you guys have done some research involving probiotics on fish and fish? Yes. <laughs> and I want to know how you did it. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we, we would grab each fish, hold them by the neck, and say, <laughs> here's, a, fish. here's a couple drops. <laughs> here's a couple little drops. No, you know, this is a fascinating area for us. 
um, the one problem we want to solve is fish is a is obviously a very healthy food in general, right? But there's a couple of big problems in the fish industry. Number one is the level of mercury, mercury and yeah. heavy metals, right, that, right, that are found in these fish, and often it's in farmed fish. Um, the second thing with with most fish in the world is they are farmed fish. And they tend to be less healthy because they're in these confined areas. The ecosystem that they're growing in is not the same as being out in the ocean or the rivers in the wild. And one of the ways of measuring the health of the fish, especially in certain types of fish like trout and salmon, is the color that they have in their skin. So salmon is orange for a reason. The trout tends to be uh, pink and orange for a reason. And that actually denotes and indicates the health of the fish. So, uh, so when you grow trout or salmon in a, in a fish farm, what ends up happening is you get a grain of the fish. Mm-hmm. So if you get a salmon from a fish farm, the moment you catch it, you cut it open, the, the meat is not going to be orange. It's actually going to be gray, mm-hmm. right? And, and so to overcome that, what companies are doing is they're blending the fish feed with synthetic astaxanthin, which is mm-hmm. a, uh, a carotenoid. Right. And uh, and then they are uh, feeding that to the fish. And because the fish are getting these synthetic, or in some cases they are using natural estrogen, um, they're getting these colors into them. It's changing the color on their skin. So they look more marketable. Now, the problem with that is it's not necessarily improving the health of the fish. Okay. And so we have a unique bacteria in the Just Thrive blend that produces these carotenoids naturally in your gut. Our hypothesis is if we feed these fish this probiotic, are they going to be able to express the carotenoids in the skin and through improved health? And sure enough, they do. So how how soon will we expect to see this marketed in terms of, you know, I, I would imagine that if, if people are, are, are raising fish, you know, farm-raised fish, this is something they're going to be talking about. Is this something that we're going to see anytime soon? I think you will. I think um, if things go the way we hope they do, um, you'll start seeing uh, probiotic-infused farm-raised fish with all of these health improvements and health outcomes um, sometime in the next 12 to 18 months. Wow, that's a good thing. But let's, let's uh, mm-hmm. before we run out of time, I just want to confirm for uh, Merlin and Luna, who are our cats. So we have been splitting, I have been splitting, uh, when I give them their wet food in the morning, uh, a Just Thrive capsule and just mixing it in. That's okay yeah. to do, I'm assuming. Perfect, yeah, absolutely. Good. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, exactly how you should dose it. The spores will do um, what they do at that dose. So half a dose of a normal human dose in a cat is perfectly fine. Well, thanks, Karen. <laughs> uh, we've been speaking with Karen Krishnan of Just Thrive Probiotics about their pioneering research on probiotics and animal health. Now, probiotics for pets aren't available just yet, but the spore-based probiotics Kieran talked about are certainly available for us. So you can learn more about them at JustThriveHealth.com. That's JustThriveHealth.com. Well, we just want to say, Kieran, thank you. Have a great day. And you too, Pepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, guys. Um, have a great day as well, and we'll talk again soon. Thank okay, you. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Up next, Michelle Bernhardt with her astrological outlook for April. And boy, could we use a positive vibe from the stars. Michelle will tell us what she sees. 
And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest episodes are available on our website. That's HealingQuest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at HealingQuest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst, and you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. <laughs> 